재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 당신은 중고차를 선택한 것이 아니다 당신이 선택한 건 최초라는 자부심이자 경기 없이 누리는 편리함이며 BMW만의 벽이 다른 책임감 당신은 BMW의 선택을 선택했다 BMW 프리미엄 셀렉션 Weird and wonderful Yes, oh, it is wonderful Not weird, Christmas Although there are some weird things yeah. that... Uh, That uh, people do, absolutely, I think. like personal family traditions that mm-hmm. might not be a global thing or even a cultural thing. It's just like your family, and then and then you invite people into that tradition, and they're kind of like, why, why do you guys do this? Yeah, well, maybe it's a hit, maybe it's a it's a miss. Who knows? But speaking of family traditions, have you guys seen this this elf on the shelf kind of trend that's been going on? Heard bits and pieces, yeah. but what's the deal with that? Basically, uh, it's the whole idea of setting an elf on your shelf uh, as kind of a little scout elf who sits on a table or any other part of the family's home to observe the children's behavior during the holiday season. So it's kind of a little babysitter. Are you uh-huh. being naughty? Are you being nice? That's how the list is made. Yeah, exactly. So parents kind of nowadays they kind of move it around, not only in one place, and it's becoming this whole craze on social media, on Instagram. So the origin of this goes back to a family tradition. Back in the 1970s, there was this one family who had the tradition of having an elf on. Their shelf, and uh, for a long time they grew up with this uh, family tradition. All of a sudden, the mom got quite sick, and so the daughter decided, "Okay, we got to do something for her. What are we going to do?" She went back home, and she still saw that elf on the shelf, and decided, "Let's make a story out of it." Not realizing and not meaning to make a whole business out of this. Fast forward 2005, the book comes out, Elf on the Shelf, and it becomes a huge hit. And now you can buy your own elf that comes with a little, um, a little characterization of them. You know, it comes with their uh, personality and things like that. So you can match it to your own family or your own character. So they could be laid back. Or, or they could be quite, uh, quite active, uh, depending on what type of person you are. So that's basically it, the elf on the shelf, just to make sure you're being a, a nice kid. Yeah, see, I thought that this was, uh, it sounded familiar. And I, I've seen a Simpsons episode with the elf on the shelf. They do the same exact thing. They put the, mm, they put the yeah. elf on the shelf and they tell uh, little, little Maggie. Oh, like this—it's watching you. Be careful! And so, yeah. as she watches it, she comes to be more and more freaked out by it <laughs> until it comes to life. It's—it's it's becoming crazy nowadays because we're—we're—we're uh, we're, we're telling our kids that we're, we're playing make believe, but it co- kind of goes right. overboard. Yeah. But yeah, eleven million elves have been adopted in the U.S., beyond Mexico, U.K., Zimbabwe as well. Uh, as well, a huge uh, wow. crazy. Well, speaking of crazy, how about? Candy canes. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, like, where did that where did that come from? Peppermint fresh. Yeah, and the the striped red and white. Well, anyways, the best theory around this origin of candy canes is that they were invented in Germany to stop choir boys from talking during a live nativity scene uh-huh. performance. Right? <laughs> a hard candy was popular at the time, so uh, a German choir master 
went to a sweet maker and asked for a shepherd's hook-shaped candy as an extra nudge to remind the boys of the shepherds that visited the baby mm-hmm. Jesus at the first Christmas. Now, it said the original color was actually creamy. depending on the quality of the sugar. And the red stripes came later uh, to have some religious uh, themes to them. The fat stripe represented the blood of Christ and the three thin stripes, the Holy Trinity. And the peppermint flavor has been claimed to signify the hyssop plant used for purifying in the Bible. Wow, who would have thought just to calm these little kids down? I would have never guessed. I maybe could have guessed shepherd's staff. Right. uh, Anything else? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what about stockings? Now, the origin of the fireplace stockings owes more to myth than fact. Do you guys have stockings at home? We do. With our names on them, yeah. So the most popular legend says the original St. Nicholas, who traveled around bringing gifts and cheer to those in need, came upon... A small village one year and heard a poor family, heard of a poor family. Now, a recently widowed man who was a father of three girls having a tough time making ends meet. Now, the widower was devastated uh, by the passing of his wife and worried that their, you know, uh, their poor status would make it impossible for his daughters to marry. Mm-hmm. So St. Nicholas wanted to help him out, but knew that the man was A bit too too prideful to ref- and would refuse any kind of charity directly. So one night, he slid down the chimney like always of the family's house and filled the girls' uh, recently laundered stockings, which happened to be drying on the fire with gold coins, and then he disappeared. So thanks to St. Nick's uh, gener- generosity, the daughters were able to get married and wed and their father could rest easy knowing that they wouldn't fall into lonely despair. And that's how the modern tradition was born through modern day stockings, commonly stuffed with tiny gifts and candy. Not gold, I mean, but I could definitely use some 24-karat magic. St. Nicholas. Wait, I just want to back up. It's kind of creepy when you think about it. Like, it's nice <laughs> as the story sent comes down the chimney. But when you look at this, like, situation that's claiming to be true... He went he, through their laundry, he, found women's he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and how did he come in the house? It's not even he snuck in through the front door or picked the lock or something <laughs> like that. He slid down the chimney. I mean, could you imagine if that went wrong? And they're kind of like, oh, St. Nick? Is that you in the chimney? Yeah, could you give me a hand? <laughs> oh, man, that's a little bit borderline creepy. Well, anyways, let's go to something a little bit uh, more different. And that's, well, Xmas. Christmas is, uh, it's also known as Xmas. Yeah. Or that's how it's written a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people don't think it's correct to call Christmas Xmas as that takes the Christ name or the name of Jesus out of Christmas. But actually, the origin of Xmas has a strong basis in Christianity. This X, which looks like a, an English alphabet, is actually a Greek letter, which is a CHI. That, that's how you spell the letter. This is also the first letter of the Greek word for Christ. Oh. So basically, Xmas and Christmas are equivalent in, 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 in everything, in, in, their, in, their, uh, in their meaning. Just the lettering is different, right? So the shorthand trick spread to non-religious writings as well. Mm-hmm. For example, in the 17th and 18th centuries, there uh, are non-religious documents containing instances of X-I-N-E which was a common spelling for someone whose name was Christine. Wow, look at that. Yeah, yeah so people who are quite uh, conservative, even as myself, I don't know if it's because oh. being conservative, uh, but I just never really liked Xmas. 
I'm going to have to write it out. I'm going to have to ask my uh, mother about this. Our okay. our grandma, her mother was named Christine. Wow. But there you go. Look at that. Greek heritage, maybe. I think I'm just going to have to write her a little Christmas card and say, hey, what's the deal with X-I-N-E? Right. But first, I mean, where did they even come from? That's right. The story of how greeting cards became kind of a, a staple of year-end celebrations begins in Victorian England. So at that time, a Christmas and New Year's letter had uh, received a, a new impetus with the expansion of the British postal system and also with the uh, new introduction of the penny post, allowing the sender to send a letter or card anywhere in the country by affixing a penny stamp to the correspondence. So uh, Sir Henry Cole, who was a civil servant, helped to organize the Great Exhibition and develop the Victoria and Albert Museum. Now, he decided he was too busy to write individual Christmas greetings to his families, friends and businesses, colleagues. I mean, come on, the list goes on and on. So he asked his artist friend to design a card with an image uh, and a brief greeting that he could mail instead, kind of like a, a vague statement that could, that mm-hmm. could be received by right. anybody. So a horsely... The designer designed a, a triptych, uh, which the two side panels depicting good deeds and the center panel showing a family Christmas party. And then he made a thousand copies of it. And at the top of each was uh, the salutation to blank, allowing Cole to personalize his responses to whoever he wanted. And a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you. Now, that was a generic greeting that was also added. So he sold the surplus cards for a shilling each uh, of the 12 surviving cards from the original print run one of them was sold at an auction back in 2001 for $28,000 wow look at that that's a pretty True stuff amazing uh origin i i was kind of just blown away by that because i thought it would be like a a letter that was kind of like hey how are you doing and stuff like that but it was it was really uh a merry christmas and a happy new year to you and i was thinking well, that's like exactly what we say. Yeah, passed like, on. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And passed on indeed. Yeah, look at that. All these uh, different Christmas traditions. Uh, not sure if you celebrate Christmas or not, but it's definitely fun to eat some candy cane, especially if you have some mangy kids running around your household, especially in the uh, holiday season. Also with stockings, as creepy as it may sound. Thank goodness it's just a myth. Hmm. Just a legend for St. Nicholas. Now, in our family, uh, one of our traditions is uh, baking cookies, as mm-hmm. I said before. So we actually have a day where you, you wake up in the morning and then all the, the flour and everything you need to make and is out on the counter and everyone's in charge of a specific cookie. Mm-hmm. That's uh, our Christmas tradition. Do you oh. have anything special you guys do? Not us. I don't think uh, maybe we're making new traditions. Uh, and I think that's quite well. We started uh, re rehanging the stockings we haven't done that in years since we were kids mm, so I see. yeah making new traditions is always fun as well it is uh, th- four days before christmas That's right. Hopefully. are you going to be home for christmas i will be home oh really because i was gonna say uh i am too so if if you're not then i guess you're just gonna have to sing along with uh, blink 182 i won't be home for christmas